0: If hearing foul language makes your butt pucker up so tight that you can't pass a fart, this is 100% not the podcast for you, and you should immediately turn it off and consider some preparation H. Thank you, and let's get to the show.
1: What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast? Listeners, you got K Love, you got Stevie P. We're coming at you with another podcast. What's going on, Steve?
0: What's going on, Kev? What's going on, everybody?
1: So what's up, everyone? So today we're going to preview some preview the games. We're going to review the Chiefs Chargers game really quick and then uh try to answer some start Sick questions. Uh get done. You know, go through this, make keep it a keep it a, a listenable time limit on this podcast we're going to call them the three minute previews uh that way we get through all the games we're not going to touch on too many of the you know guys you know you're going to throw in your starting lineup we're going to pretty much focus on your flex options and who who we would like there um when we review these games but uh so let's get into it shall we first we're going to start off by reviewing last night's game the Chiefs and Chargers uh to be honest, I thought the game was a little bit more boring than I expected. I mean, it was a high-scoring game, but it really, like, for a lot of it was... I felt like there was a large portion in the middle of the game, like, third quarter mainly, where it just really... See, or, like, after the first two drives of the third quarter, it got really boring for, like, almost a whole quarter of the game. <laughs> like, it just seemed like there was no scoring, no nothing. And then... Herbert drives down, throws the interception, and, you know, then things got a little bit more interesting. But uh, from a fantasy perspective, you know, Herbert goes out 334 and three touchdowns with the one interception. Uh, Austin Eckler's second straight game, you know, really, you know, if it's not PPR, if you're in, you know, uh, uh standard, standard. League, yeah, or half PPR, even half PPR, I mean, he got four half PPR points, but, you know, he doesn't even cross 100 total yards. Is there any any worry about Eckler right now?
0: I told you guys, I don't take guys after their career years, and I thought that was Eckler's career year. So um, I had worry going into the season. So in mine and Kev's league uh, that we have been doing together for a while, uh, I passed Eckler to take Saquon. Uh, people thought I was fucking crazy uh, for doing that. It's a keeper league, so, you know, the guys that were available – you know, were those guys, um, but you know, I just I think after paying Mike Williams thirty million dollars, you know, basically a year, uh, you know, you can't. I I didn't expect Eckler's target share to be as high. I thought it would dwindle a little bit, and I didn't think he was going to score as many touchdowns. And then they brought in Sony Michelle, and at the goal line last night, Sony Michelle was the guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So you know that that even makes me more nervous for Austin Eckler. so i I haven't been all high on Austin Eckler and and last night, uh, kind of proved to me like what what I thought is coming true. he's He needs to be a you know pass volume guy, and you're hoping that he gets in the end zone.
1: yeah, I mean, the way the way he's being used, I mean he t- he did have fourteen carries in the game, so he he is their primary back, but it just sucks that when you get to the goal line definitely was Sony Michelle on the goal line on that play where, uh, you know, Herbert threw the uh, touchdown to the fullback. Um, so going into the receivers, Mike Williams has a blow up day eight for one thirteen and a touchdown. A couple great catches, man. He was fighting through all kinds of contested coverage in this game. Uh, Gerald Everett. We talked about him. I had him as my number eight tight end. He did not disappoint six for 71 in the game. Um, you know, Eckler does get nine for 55 and then you have Josh Palmer get four for 30 and he catches that touchdown at the end of the game as well to kind of salvage, uh, salvage his pickup from, you know, for the week because he was one of the big, bigger pickups with Keenan Allen's injury. And, uh, you know, he winds up getting into the end zone, which winds up making it, if you did start him after picking him up, it did work out okay for you.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mike, Mike did his thing. You know, I, I didn't expect, I didn't expect uh, 100 yards and a touchdown, but I definitely, you know, I had him as, I think, wide receiver 13 or 14 uh, yesterday when we did our ranks. So, you know, I definitely expected him to be heavily targeted, and, you know, he didn't disappoint.
1: Yeah, I had him at nine. I I, I knew he was going to get that kind of target share, especially after not getting anything last week and no Keenan Allen. Uh, I didn't expect it to be as dominant. I mean, my God, he, it seemed like – You know, between him and Everett, there really wasn't a lot. I mean, Palmer did get eight targets. You know, Herbert did throw 48 times in the game, which is kind of weird because they were winning the game for most of it. They definitely probably should have relied on the run a little bit more. Uh, But, you know, all three of those guys, really – four of those guys because Eckler got ten targets. So, Everett, Everett, Eckler, and Mike Williams all get ten targets and then Palmer gets eight, so – Definitely, uh, you know, spreading the wealth around a little bit. Uh, From the Chiefs' side of the ball, Mahomes goes 235 and two touchdowns. C.H., eight carries, 74 yards, with a 52-yard long run, and then four catches for 44 yards. Still only touches the ball 12 times in the game, but is still pretty effective.
0: Yeah, uh, if he doesn't have that – 54 yard Ronnie has a terrible game. So like I said, I, I just don't want anything to do with CMC or CCH. C- C- H.
1: No, nothing to do with CMC. We got, I you. know, right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, right now it's, it is kind of hard. I mean, it is kind of, they're, they're using McKinnon. McKinnon was on the, on the goal line. He got the goal line carry. He also got the receiving touchdown in the game uh Pacheco got a couple carries in there so they definitely are mixing it up a little bit in the run game and Ceh is not touching the ball it really I mean this is old school Andy Reid where you're only running the ball you know 15 times a game and you know throwing the ball a ton um from the receiving standpoint Kelsey gets seven targets Marcus Valdez-Scantling also got seven targets in this game uh Juju Smith-Schuster only three targets caught all three for 10 yards So this was not a nice game for Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, McCole Harmon, three for 49. He he made a couple good catches but got hurt in a game. Uh, So you have to see what that looks like. But it seemed like he was being used pretty heavily before that. And Justin Watson, you know what I mean? He he winds up catching two for 50 on both of his targets. Got down the field for that touchdown and really put a nice move on J.C. Jackson, who is the premier corner for the Chargers, Uh, you know, any interest in any of these guys picking up moving forward?
0: <sighs> no, not really. Uh, you know what I mean? I just, I kind of feel like.
1: Uh, you okay, are so, a mess.
0: Yes. you Yeah. Know I mean, like
1: they're just they're just spreading it around.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about it yesterday with Juju, right? Juju was the thing. Like, you know, you asked me where I had Juju and I believe I had him at 38 or 28 um you know he's just outside my wide receiver twos and it's because of this you know what i mean like he's gonna have his games and then he's not gonna have his games like it, it's it's and i told you that i thought that the cardinals were a are just a t- bad team they're just a bad team when this team goes up against good defenses like the chargers and like other team, you know the bills later on in the season and things like that i think they are going to struggle to to move the ball because they don't have that number one guy. And if you take Kelsey away, it showed it last night. They made a point to take Kelsey away. And when they did it, all the other, basically all the other receivers struggled. If it wasn't for that 99 yard, you know, interception for a touchdown, they probably don't win that game.
1: Yep. I completely agree. Um, all right. So that wraps up this game from the fantasy aspect. Like I said, I, I I was hoping for a little bit better game, uh, just, You know the end was a little bit exciting, but the fact that Herbert seemed to to bruise his ribs kind of, you know, made it a little less because you know the one play he has an easy first down and just throws the ball into the ground because he doesn't he obviously was afraid to slide or get hit, Uh, but then comes back on the next play and throws an absolute seed to DeAndre Carter down the field. So um, you'll just have to wait and see on Herbert. You know we're all waiting waiting and seeing. The guy's awesome. Uh, Yep. All right, so let's get into these previews, shall we? Uh, First game is a barn burner, Jets and Browns. Uh, In this game, the only person I think you're actually, like, truly starting uh, might be Nick Chubb. Um, I have Kareem Hunt as an RB, two this week, so I would be starting Kareem Hunt if I had him, uh, depending on my options. Uh, What do you think about that, Steve?
0: Yeah, uh... I definitely, (laughs) yeah, I'm trying to clear my throat here. So I definitely, you know, I think he's a guy you can start. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as good as it was last week. I mean, he's not going to score two touchdowns every week, but you know, I like Kareem Hunt this week. Uh, I would definitely have him as a flex. I don't really have him higher than that.
1: All right. Uh, any interest in any of the wide receivers for Browns? No. I mean, I had I think I had Cooper at thirty-six, so I mean he's a really deep start for me, but a better options.
0: Yeah. Uh I just don't think they're gonna have to throw the ball a whole lot in this game. Uh, you know, it's the Jets. They're gonna try to just run it down their throat and you know, there's not gonna be much of a much of a challenge coming from this Jets team uh with you know Joe Flacco you know, behind the helm.
1: Yep. All right. So from the Jets standpoint, um, I, I don't know. I mean, you're probably you – got a lot of options kind of at flex possibly from this team. There's nobody you're actually guaranteed to start. Um, there's Michael Carter. There's Elijah Moore. Um, where, where do you figure on those two guys? Uh, you know, would you rather start – you know, Eliza Moore, Kareem Hunt, or Michael Carter if you had all three as flex options.
0: Uh I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably going to go. See, this tough because I think Michael Carter could catch a bunch of balls. So I'm probably gonna have them ranked. Hmm. I probably have Damn, that's rough. That's a tough one. I am definitely – all right, so I'm definitely going to go Michael Carter, I think, just because of the upside of him having to catch the ball and then probably going to be losing this game. So I'm going to go with that, and then I'd probably go hunt Elijah Moore.
1: Yeah, I would go hunt more Carter – or I'm sorry, hunt Carter Moore um, for me. um, Not starting either one of the quarterbacks in this game – you know, tight ends in this game and Joku kind of let you down in week one, so you're not I doubt you have any interest in starting him. So that's pretty much it from a fantasy aspect of this game. Uh we'll move on to the next one. We have the Commanders and the Lions. Uh so in this one, um, obviously, uh at this point, Gibson's gonna be a good start for you this week. Um, you know, after what he did in week one. I think he had 14 carries, caught seven balls out of the backfield. So, you know, guy getting 20 touches is probably going to be in your starting lineup most weeks. Um, Terry McLaurin, I'm sure you're throwing in your starting lineup as well. Um, Remember that the number one wide receiver from the team playing the Lions seems to go off. I think they have in like the last six, five of the last six games they've gotten over 100 yards or something like that. So uh, the wide receiver – One, for teams playing the Lions, usually does pretty well. You saw what A.J. Brown did last week. I know he's a different type of wide receiver than Terry, but um, from the Commander side, that's pretty much it. Uh, You obviously got Jahan Dotson. You got Curtis Samuel. uh, Potential flex options, but I don't think they were in our ranks in the top 36 at wide receiver, so you probably have better options. Carson Wentz, for me, was, I think, quarterback twelve. Um, So there were options I would start him over, such as, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Trey Lance. Like, these were guys that I would start him over. I don't think you were that high on Wentz. I think you had him at 15. So, you know, I wouldn't be dropping those guys to pick up Wentz and start them. But if I had both of them on my roster, I would probably start Wentz over those three guys that I just mentioned.
0: Yep. Uh I agree. I probably, I probably, you know, I I don't think Wentz is going to be bad this week. It's just I have a bias towards the fucking guy because he always he always seems to have a great game. And then you're like, oh, I'm definitely going to start him, and then yep. he fucks you. So you know, that's more of my my dilemma with him.
1: Yeah, and I'm an Eagles fan, so I already have a different dilemma with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so from the Lions' side of the ball, uh, DeAndre Swift, if he's healthy, uh, he's been you know in and out of practice. I think he practiced the first day. The second day, I think he was had, like limited, and then yesterday he missed practice again. Um, but he says his ankle's fine, so if he's in, if he's healthy, he's in your starting lineup.
0: Yeah, cool. yeah, I agree. Um, real quick, the only thing I would add about the, the commanders, I think I would start Curtis Samuel in this game just because he saw the most targets on the team last week, and you know. Let's be honest. The Lions' corners struggled against the Eagles last week. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Curtis Samuels saw a similar target load. And if he gets you a touchdown, you're going to be real happy.
1: Yep. I mean, my, my thing with the way they played, like, they didn't really struggle. Like, Devontae Smith didn't have any catches.
0: No. Um, Quez well,
1: Watkins wasn't a big. Yeah, Quez Watkins wasn't a big. It was just A.J. Brown just going apeshit mm-hmm. um, and Dallas Goddard had a few catches but I can see where I can see where your love for Samuel comes in he's obviously a potential flex with the amount of targets he got 11 targets last week so anybody seeing that many targets is going to be and he gets and you know they have a little bit of Debo Samuel in him where they're giving him carries too so mm-hmm. um, yes sir from the line side of the ball you got uh, DeAndre Swift like I said if he's healthy you're playing him he was great last week and this offensive line is really really good they're going to he's going to have holes all all season long yeah. um I'm on Ross St. Brown I think we both have him pretty high this week I think even I have and I you know I'm I've been lower on I'm on but you know I I have him in my top 15 it looks like this week so you know obviously he's a start if he's out there um anybody else um
0: Uh, If you're struggling at tight end, I wouldn't mind Logan Thomas.
1: Okay, yeah, and I actually have Hawkinson pretty high, too. You know, we talked about that the other day. Steve wasn't as high on Hawkinson, but, you know, I saw him get seven targets in that game. You know, tight end getting seven targets is, you know, going to be pretty useful. And, you know, if he gets into the end zone, which most of these tight ends, you can pretty much say that for all of them, if they get into the end zone, they're going to be good. So, um, yep. That's pretty much it for that game. Moving on to the Bucks and Saints.
0: All right, interesting so, game, huh? Interesting game.
1: Interesting game, to say the least. The Bucks right now—I don't know what the hell's going on with their team. Um, no Mike Evans in practice. No Chris Godwin in practice. No Julio Jones in practice. You know, Brady never really does well against the Saints. Right now, like Leonard Fournette. Obviously he's a start, but you know, and you saw what you know Patterson did against the Rams, the Saints last week. So obviously he could have a pretty good week. Um, but man, I don't know what to do about the passing game. Like, all three of these guys are missing time. You know, obviously I don't think I want to start Brady if all three of these guys are out. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and Russell Gage could easily hop into you know top. 15 wide receiver talks for the week. If all these guys are not playing.
0: Yeah. It, it you know, it's, it's going to be a rough game for these bucks. If, if, you know, even if not, even if these guys are, are out, if they're limited, if they're yeah. limited and you know, you got Marshawn Lattimore going up against Mike Evans, he's probably going to just erase them. Uh, like he's done in the past. You know, uh, if Julio is banged up, you know, how Julio plays when he's banged up. You know what I mean? He, he could play a first quarter and just not be back in the game um you know so definitely be a problem night,
1: last night i had a situation where i was going to start julio this weekend I mean, if you listen to the rankings from yesterday i think i have julio somewhere in like the top 20 like around 27 um and I'm looking at the game last night, and I'm looking at you know getting practice reports and seeing that he's not practicing. And I started Josh Palmer last night over Julio Jones, even though I didn't have him ranked in my top thirty six. Um, the reason why was because I was nervous, man. I don't want to sit there and like, you know, hold off on Palmer and then get a donut from Julio or have to rely on somebody else. I had some other options, but um, I had some injuries in week one. Keenan Allen went down. Um, Elijah Mitchell went down, so I didn't my running back flex options were pretty rough. And so I went with Palmer. It wound up paying off in the end because he did get the touchdown. But you know, Julio, I was expecting big things, and now I'm a little nervous going into this
0: week. Yeah, you're not lying. There's a lot of uh a lot of situation in that game that I, I think, you know, this could end up being a, a Leonard Fournette huge game. Because yep. they just don't have any other option but to run the hell out of him and you throw the ball to him out of the backfield. And, you know, you could also see some, you know, Cameron Braid and some, you know, it's just, you know, they could play a lot of small ball and just hope that their defense can keep them in the game while, you know, they just, you know, kick field goals like they did last week and, and you know, just try to keep the game close so that they can win at the end. Because, you know, there's nobody better in the, in the games than Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I actually like the Saints in this game. They're, the Bucks are two two and a half point favorite, and right now I I probably put that money on the Saints. Uh, I, I right now I just think the Saints are in better shape. Um, so moving on to the Saints, uh, Jameis this week I don't think we either one of us had him in our top fifteen uh, after a good week, but obviously a tough matchup with the Bucks. Um, you know, Kamara, you're putting him in your starting lineup every week. Uh, and hoping for better than what he did in Week One, where he w- really wasn't used as much as you know we expected. You know, Steve has him. I think you had him at number eight. I had him at fourteen, so we were obviously a difference there. But both still, you know, we're starting Camara. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receivers. I had Michael Thomas. I remember a lot higher than you. Um, you know, I. You know, you were, you explained it well. You said you know he's going to have a limited snap share until he's 100 percent healthy. They don't. They're not going to want to wear that hamstring down uh for me um you know i just like what i've seen i just like what i saw in week one i know he wasn't you know used primarily as a wide receiver one um and jarvis landry was getting a lot of those targets in the slot but he was the red zone guy and that's what i love to see and i expect to continue um so i would start michael thomas this week outside of that uh anybody else you were interested in from the saints
0: yeah Jameis winston if if I actually like Jameis Winston if you are looking for a quarterback. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, this is a really good Bucks defense and blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, they played a Cowboys team that, I honestly, they made them super one-dimensional, and they knew they were just throwing to CeeDee Lamb a whole lot. So, you know, I kind of feel like they knew that was going to happen, and they just did what they had to do you know, to stop C D in that game and there was not really anybody that could do anything else. You know, they kept everything in front of them and they, you know, they were all over, you know, that basically that whole game. So I think with Jameis, you know, the offensive line is much better than the Cowboys offensive line. I think they're gonna be able to give him some time. And with him having some time, I think he can, you know, I think he can kind of pick apart this this Bucks uh secondary. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they had a very good game uh, throwing the ball with, you know, Alave and and Landry. Yeah, Landry, you know, he looked awesome last week. Um, you know, Michael Thomas, if he gets a couple more snaps, <clears throat> gets up into that 70% range. You know, I think this is going to be a hard team to stop uh, for the Buccaneers. And, you know, I just like, I like Jameis a little bit, you know, more than I think other people do.
1: All right, moving on to the next game, we got the Panthers and Giants. Uh, From the Panthers' side, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and that's really all you need to know about. Uh, Both of those guys are starters for you that you're going to plug in pretty much every week. Uh, I would expect things to get a little bit better for both of those guys this week and a little bit better matchup against the Giants. Browns have a much better defense than what we expect the Giants will have on the year. Would you agree?
0: Definitely.
1: All right. And from the Giants' point of view, uh, you're starting uh, Saquon Barkley, obviously. Uh, Outside of that, any interest in any of the wide receivers? Shepard seemed like he was pretty much the guy in week one, but I don't think we had him ranked in our top 36 at all.
0: Yeah. uh, Normally, I would say definitely. And they played him a lot in the slot. They played Shepard a lot in the slot in this game uh, last week. But, you know... I think oh, – what is the name? Miles Hartsfield uh, is going to be their slot corner, and he actually played very well last year, he, and he came into this year looking pretty damn good. Uh, and down the stretch last year, he looked a lot better. Uh, in the beginning of the season, he kind of got torched a little bit, but he started playing a lot better during, down the stretch of last season, and he looked really good last week. So, you know, and I know, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns are not the uh, – ultimate passing offense or barometer to go against. But, you know, I think Shepard, you know, I would start him this week if you were, you know, in a three wide receiver league with a flex and you needed a a flex option and maybe you didn't have a better option, you know, than Shepard as your, you know, wide receiver three. But, you know, other than that, no, I'm not really, not really interested in anybody else.
1: Yep. Uh, I mean, that was probably the quickest game we're going to run through (laughs) three guys. And that's it. Yeah, Patriots and Steelers. Um, I really don't like anybody from the Patriots side of the ball.
0: Um,
1: you know, I think a Steven, a Stevenson and Harris are like really low running backs for me this week, back in RB3s. So you probably have better flex options, especially in PPR, which is what we basically talk about. So for me, you know, I'm not really interested in any Steelers. If I can avoid them, or in any Patriots, if I can avoid them all, I will. Uh, from the Steelers side of the ball, uh, Najee Harris if he plays You know you're obviously plugging him in um, I have Deontay Johnson I think Is a like High end flex so I'd probably Give him some burn but I really Wasn't impressed in week one um, And then obviously Pat fryer if If uh, you have him you know He's a startable option at tight end although the Patriots are very good against tight ends, so You might want to uh, temper your Expectations a little bit for uh, Baby Gronk
0: Yep you know I think you know Definitely think that Pat Faramuth, you know, looked really good last week, and if he's going to be in the targets, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit him, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to have a huge game. Uh, and really, other than that, you know, if if Najee's starting, it sucks, and you saw what happened last week, but you can't sit him. Like he's just, he's just a start every week guy, and it sucks that he has a bad matchup, but you know. Other than that, really, the only other guy that I would consider, you know, Deontay Johnson, obviously, because Deontay Johnson just gets so many targets. But I actually do like uh, Chase Claypool in this this week. I, I think that, you know, him them using him as a big slot last week was actually, I thought, awesome. Uh, and, you know, he had six carries in the game, which, you know, he actually had the most yards rushing. I think he had like 39 or something like that. Um. Uh, so, if they're going to be using him in the running game and they're going to be using him in the passing game, you know that's a guy that I would definitely flex.
1: All right. So next up, we have the Colts and Jaguars. Um, Jonathan Taylor, <clears throat> plug and play guy. Uh, Michael Pitt- Pittman, plug and play guy. Um, any interest in Matt Ryan if you need a quarterback this week? Nope. <laughs> I don't. Say. I I agree. You know what I mean. I know the matchup is nice against the Jags. You know, you just saw Wentz throw for four touchdowns with him, uh, or over 300 yards. But I, you know, this is a run bit heavy team. And, you know, with, if, you know, Matt Ryan's not going to throw the ball as much as, you know, what we, what we would need for him to have a huge fantasy day. Uh, you know, he's kind of at the bottom of the list of guys I might pick up, you know, uh, but, um, that's pretty much it for the Colts. I mean, any other options, you know, Paris Campbell, Alex Pierce. Uh yeah. No. I mean, that was pretty much it. You're looking at Taylor and you're looking at Pittman from the Colts, and that's, you know, the guys you would want to throw in your lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean like Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to see if there's like anybody else. I mean Paris Campbell is not a terrible option, but I just you know, he needs to show something before you're willing to put him in in, in your lineup. And then, you know, Naeem Hines is another possible option but i don't know if they're gonna have to be throwing the ball a whole lot in the second half but the one thing i will say is these jaguars seem to give this colts team fits so maybe you know maybe they do score some points and the colts do end up having to throw and maybe naeem hines is a guy that you can get into your you know flex and you know maybe does something for you yep
1: from the Jaguars, side of the ball uh, obviously trevor lawrence we need to see more from him before he ever enters your starting lineup um, he's not even an option in the, at this point. Um, you know, the running backs, ETN. I have ETN and Robinson basically as, you know, m- you know, 30, around 28 to 30, both at running back. I'm a little higher on Robinson this week. Um, what do you feel about the running backs? Would you uh, play potential flex options for you?
0: I think I like – okay, so – I like what James Robinson looked like last week, but if you, I feel like if you're going to beat this Colts team, you don't want the grinder back. You want the guy who's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. And ATN could have had two touchdowns last week. He was overthrown on one pass, and on the other pass, he just fucking dropped it, let's be honest. Uh, he just flat-out dropped it. So if that was two things don't happen, he scores two touchdowns, and everybody's starting him every week, you know. Yeah. basically so you know i do like atn just because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and lawrence trust him you know what i mean i don't think lawrence is gonna go away from him you know after the drop he threw him another one but he you know just fucking completely missed him so you know he could have had two touchdowns but it, it is what it is i i think i would start atn
1: yeah i like robinson as well i mean you know doug peterson after the game saying that you know, he saw how important Robinson is to this offense. Uh, it's definitely a vote of confidence from your head coach. Um, so I like Robinson as well. Um, wide receiver-wise, I have Christian Kirk extremely high. Uh, I don't want to say extremely high, I think, but I have him in the t- number 20, or actually, I'm sorry, I have him at number 22. So I would, I would be starting Christian Kirk, and honestly, at this point, He's pretty much a, a start for me every week if he's going to see the amount of targets he did in week one.
0: Yep. Christian Kirk is uh, definitely a every week flex for me or, you know, a wide receiver three.
1: Yep. Uh, anybody else from the Jags that you want to talk about? Uh, Zay Jones a little bit?
0: Yeah, I mean, I like, I like the way Zay Jones has been looking as of late. Even last, you know, going towards the end of last year for the Raiders, I mean, he did look good. He had a couple of good, good games at the end of the season. So, you know, sometimes it takes a couple of years for guys to to click in the NFL. And maybe, maybe Zay is uh, starting to starting to click. So, you know, wouldn't surprise me if he had a good game in this game, especially because he'd be going up against Moore, who <clears throat> fucking looked pretty terrible last week.
1: All right. Next game is Dolphins-Ravens. This one could be interesting. Uh, You know, don't think you're starting to it, but, you know, obviously Chase Edmonds is a potential flex option. I don't have him in my top 24. Do you? No. Yeah. He's a potential flex option for you. Um, He's a guy that, you know, saw the more carries. He basically saw the bulk of the carries for this team, which wasn't a lot. They didn't run the ball a lot. But he was their lead carry guy, and he also caught a lot of back you know, passes out of the backfield showing that he's pretty much their lead running back. Um that said, he his production was not very good in week one and the Ravens have a good defense. Um Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell are pretty much in your starting lineup every week. Um anybody else from the Dolphins? Gasecki wasn't really used. We can't even I don't think he's even a good tight end option at
0: this point. Nope. Yeah, nope, not at all. Yeah, Smythe was playing ahead of uh, of him most of the game anyway. I I just don't even think he's an option anymore. But, yeah, I agree with you. You're starting Waddle and Hill, and, you know, um, that's about it. You know, Waddle, Hill.
1: And maybe Edmonds is a flex. And
0: maybe Edmonds is a flex. Uh,
1: From the Ravens, you're starting Lamar Jackson. uh, J.K. Dobbins this week. I probably would hold off if I could for one more week just to make sure he's getting the full workload. And I doubt that that's going to be the case, you know, coming in probably wait one more week for JK, but he has practiced in full for the last two days, which is good to hear. What are your feelings on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't start him this week just because we need to see what he looks like, but you know, he's definitely a guy I'm excited to get back.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have him in one league and I know you have him in our league. So yeah, I can't wait for J.K. to come back um, from the, you know, obviously you're starting Mark Andrews and the receiving options. Uh, Bateman or, you know, Duvernay. These got you excited about either one of these guys.
0: Uh, Bateman is probably going to see a whole lot of Howard, which okay. could be a problem. Um, So not as excited about him. I would, you know, start him as a wide receiver three if I absolutely, you know, needed to. But, you know, I'm not super excited about him. DuVernay, you know, if he doesn't have the two touchdowns last week, he basically has, what, two for 20? I mean, well, I don't even know if it would have been 20. I think it would have been 18. Um, And then DeMarcus Robinson just wasn't targeted enough for me to feel comfortable starting him either. So, you know, I'm probably going to, you know, pass on these wide receivers in this game.
1: Yep. So you're really just starting Jackson and Andrews for the, the Ravens. Yep um falcons rams this one's going to be this one's interesting for me from the standpoint of is jalen ramsey going to be on kyle pitts or do they put him on drake london both are big physical guys so it could be interesting but i am i do want to see how they use ramsey in this game against you know those big targets um obviously from the falcons uh patterson I mean, I have Patterson as, I think, a, high, uh, a high-end a high RB3 this week. I don't think I – yeah, I have him outside my top 24. Uh, bad matchup against the Rams. But if he's going to get as much work as he did in week one, he could be very useful.
0: Yep, I agree. I mean, like, Patterson is a guy that is probably not going to see the volume that he saw last week. But, you know, he showed last week with a couple of carries he can make some – good things happen and you know he's definitely gonna be targeted out of the backfield i think in this game because i don't think that the falcons are going to keep up with the rams i think the rams are on a mission to fucking just annihilate the next couple of teams they play um so really the only the only two guys because i actually would start drake london this week as a wide receiver three uh just because
1: receiver three as well
0: yeah so you know i i just think I think teams are going to try to take Pitts away, and I think Ramsey is going to play Pitts a little bit, especially when Pitts, you know, moves to the outside, and London is going to get, you know, that other that other corner in David Long, and I just don't think David can. He's just too big. I mean, if David Long is a, is he's only five eleven. I mean, you're talking about you know Drake being six five, and this dude is fucking humongous. He's six four and a half. He's up big fucking dude so you know i could see drake finally getting his first touchdown you know in week two here and uh, a guy that i like yep
1: all right from the rams side of the ball um i would be starting stafford this week i know he didn't look good in week one but this is a great matchup for him i would you know definitely expect him to perform a lot better than he did against a good buffalo bills defense um Henderson I would definitely be starting him this week if they get out to a big lead he could see 20 carries in this game with the way you know he was a clearly their RB1 in week one and you know he if they get if they got to get to a point where they are wearing just basically running the clock down and, and using that ground game he could see 20 carries in the game so he's definitely a starter for me this week as well um Cooper Cup obviously plugging and playing, and Allen Robinson. I would, I would think I have him at number twenty this week. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident that he bounces back. Haby yep. is also a good receiving option if you need a tight end.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to start all these guys. I just think they're going to have a big week. I think they're going to make it a point to really go out and, you know, try to massacre this this Falcons team at home. You know, in front of the home crowd, just. Go go for go for it. You know what I mean? So I think all these guys could well off. It wouldn't surprise me if Matt Stafford had 350 and four touchdowns in this game.
1: Yeah, what's it called? I, I mean, you know, start your Rams, accept Cam Akers, and you know, Tyler Higby, like he saw a twenty seven percent target share last week in this offense. Like, didn't do much with it, but him getting that much work was was eye opening. You know, he could he could actually be a surprise tight end for you. All right, moving on to the next game, we have the Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, From the Seahawks' side, um, (laughs) wow. Um, DK, I mean, is a plug-and-play guy at this point, but, I mean, I don't know. He might be back-end wide receiver two, maybe high-end wide receiver three. I'm not really excited about Penny against this 49ers defense. So, for me, like, I mean, Penny would be a high-end RB three but i mean i think the only seahawk i really want to start is dk and i and that's that's like i'm tempering my expectations on dk because if he doesn't get all these like he's getting a ton of targets but they're all within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage yeah
0: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding let's be honest it's it's not gonna be uh You know, it's not going to be a a game like last week where, you know, emotions ran high. You know, they're playing up against Russell Wilson. They, you know, they want to they want to show like, hey, you know, we we don't need Russ to win games and, you know, all that all that jazz. But, you know, I think this week is a is a different monster. This 49ers team is coming off of a horrible game, you know, against the Chicago Bears. And I think they want to show that you know this was a team that went to the NFC championship game last year and you know they're not they're not they're not a pushover so I think they come out and they they uh, they might put it on these Seahawks but one thing I will say is it w- I'm not going to start them just because I'm I'm nervous but if you look at what Tyler Lockett has done against this 49ers team in his career, He's had some really big games against the 49ers. I'm not going to go ahead and say he's going to do that this year, but in the past he has had he's had some uh some some bangers against this 49ers team. You know, last year the last time he played them, you know, he had seven tar- or eight targets, seven catches, 68 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he he you know, catches a long one scores a touchdown, but you know, not a guy you can start cause you just can't trust it.
1: Yep. And from the 49er side of the ball, um, you know, uh, Trey Lance, you know, Steve, I believe you have him as a starter. I have him just outside my top 15 or I actually, I have him at 15. Um, but like I, I said, like Wentz, I have higher, but I wouldn't pick up Wentz to start him over Trey Lance. So if you drafted Trey Lance, You may have better options. For instance, I have a league with Trey Lance. I'm starting Kirk Cousins this week over him. Um, So, you know, those might be your options. You know, Derek Carr, if you have him, you might want to start him over Trey Lance, uh, even though his first week was not very encouraging. But, uh, you know... I just need to see more from Trey Lance before I feel comfortable starting him in here. I know it was a terrible weather game, but it wasn't like the preseason was much better for Trey Lance. So I want to see it before I feel more comfortable putting him in my lineup.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, I have him, I have him at QB 10 and it's just because I feel like they absolutely need him to have a big game. So would not surprise me if he has, you know, 13 to 15 carries in this game for, you know 80 plus yards and then throws for another close to 200 to and you know scores two touchdowns so you know a guy that i don't think you know i'm super excited to start but i think they're going to just i really do i think they're just going to smash these seahawks
1: um from you know jeff wilson and you know to me he's like a back end RB three. I'm not excited about starting Wilson. Like I said, like a like week we talked about yesterday, you know, they're going to use Debo out of the backfield. Jordan Mason got some burn. So, you know, and Jeff Wilson wasn't good last year as a starting running back when he got his opportunity, when Mitchell was out the 10 times he was last year, pretty much. So, you know, uh, you know, Wilson, like I said, he was, the, he was like a top pickup this week. If I picked him up, I honestly would look to trade him while his, Value is high because I, after this week, he, he probably won't be. Yep. Uh, Debo, you're obviously plugging and playing and Brandon. Ayuk for us is both like back in our back in wide receiver three, probably a guy you're not really, uh, you probably have better options than Ayuk, especially after what we saw in week one. Mm-hmm. Kittle does also doesn't look like he's going to play either. It, uh, he's been missing practice still. All right, so moving on to the next game, Bengals Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys, I am like pretty much sitting everybody at this point. I mean, I, I'm starting Zeke because I have him as an RB as a RB two, but I'm not excited about it. I just how can you be excited about this team with Cooper Rush as the starting quarterback? Schultz is is, 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 is obviously a starting option. CD Lamb is, you know, for me, he's a high end wide receiver three potential flex, but.
0: I'm not excited about it. Nope, I agree. I mean, like, you're starting Zeke because he's just – they're going to funnel the offense through him because they don't really have any other choice. I mean, they can't expect Cooper Rush to go out here and throw the ball 87 times. But they are, a, a, you know, a seven-point dog in this game. Yep. So if they start, you know, losing, they're not going to have any choice but to start throwing. So, you know, C.D. Lamb, I'm starting because – I just feel you have to where you drafted them. You almost don't have a choice. Uh, and then Zeke, because I think the only way they keep this game competitive is if they run this shit out of the ball. And, you know, Cincinnati, they just might be a really good run defense. Like in the playoffs, they looked really fucking good. And then last week we saw what they did to Najee. I mean, Najee didn't do shit. So they just might be a really good run defense. And, you know, the Cowboys it's might be in a lot tough. of trouble.
1: They've done a good job over the last six games, you know, throughout the playoffs and first week of this season, uh, really doing a good job against running backs. If you look at them, uh, you look at them statistically through those weeks Uh, from the Bengals. um, Joe Burrow to me is a starter this week. I like Joe Burrow. Um. I probably would plug and play him at this point. You know, he's a guy who could go for 300 almost every week. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, both plug and play guys. I would plug and play Hicks uh, Higgins if he's healthy and passes the pro, uh, concussion protocol. I think he's in there. Um, and Hayden Hurst is a potential option for you at tight end. He saw some targets last week. You know, a guy that I think, you know, I saw a few pickups in my leagues. So, you know, another option. Um, I didn't have Hurst ranked, I don't think, in my top 15, but he is an option. You might want to check out on the waiver wire if you are tight and needy. Yep. Yeah, not much to really say about the Bengals. Those guys are pretty much just Yeah, going.
0: you're starting all those guys.
1: Yep. Uh, Texans. Uh, man, I think Brandon Cooks is the only guy you could potentially start at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, man I'm not
1: starting Burkhead or Pierce against the Broncos.
0: Nope. You nope.
1: Know, Davis Mills, no. Nico Collins, no. O.J. Howard, you know, I know he's probably one of the hotter pickups, but he got two tu- two targets and caught two touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, not not something you're going to expect, and O.J. Howard has consistently let us down. So, yeah, Brandon Cook's only guy, and, you know, I have him pretty low. I think I have him a low wide receiver, too. He might see certain the whole game, and if that's the case, it might be rough. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Texans.
0: Yep. They're 10-point ten do- ten dogs, dogs, and I just don't – I don't think they have a prayer. I think they're going to get – I think this is going to be bad.
1: Yep. Uh, Broncos, you know, roll with them, man. Start Russ. Start Javante. Uh, you know, start uh, Sutton and Judy. Um you know, I have all those guys. I have Judy and Sutton both in wide receiver two discussions this week. Um, javonte's obviously, you know, a, a running back one. Russ is a quarterback one. Um, and, uh, you know, what do you think about Melvin Gordon as a potential flex option?
0: Yeah, I like Melvin Gordon as, uh, you know, I I think this, I think it could be winning by a lot. So, yeah, you know, I think both these running backs could have, you know, 15. Pretty yeah, yep. Yeah, Fifteen touches between the two of them, um, you know. So I, I definitely think this is a, a, a game script where you're gonna want to play both those guys.
1: Yep, and Albert O is obviously a tight end option as well. He saw a ton of targets the other day in, in the check down which was a little different from Russ, but you know. If Russ is going, if they're going to be playing these these wide receivers back, expecting Russ to go downfield, then Albert O is going to see you know six seven targets a game because you know and you saw Javante get eleven targets and or eleven catches in the game. So you know if that's how they're going to play the Broncos, then you're going to you know those guys are going to catch a lot of balls.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: All right, Cardinals and Raiders. uh, From the Cardinals, you're probably starting Kyler Murray. you're starting james connor um hollywood to me is still a start and zach ertz is probably a back end tight end one at this point
0: yep yeah i you know (sighs) it sucks that that game happened last week because i think it just showed like a lot of the flaws on this team yeah but you know you gotta you gotta start collar you can't you can't you know, you're not sitting Kyler. Obviously you drafted him way high, so you got to play him. You know, I, I know Brown, you know, got that game saving touchdown at the end of the game, but you know, he's also a guy that I think you have to play. Um, and then, you know, it would not surprise me if AJ green actually had a game or, you know, a couple of catches in this game, maybe a touchdown because he's going to be seeing rock. basically the whole game. And, uh, you know, Grock is not a guy that I, I think is a very good corner in the league. So, you know, very deepest of leagues. If you need, you know, you need an option at your flex. You know, AJ Green, I think, is not a bad, bad one to take a flyer on. All
1: right. Then we have the Raider. Uh, we have the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr, I think, for me, is a good start this week. Um, he's going to be a lot better this week against this team, this defense. I mean, this defense is awful. Um, then we have the, uh, running back situation. Josh Jacobs could be a starter this week. He saw, you know, a pretty good workload in week one. He was clearly their main guy. Um, they did use Bolden out of the backfield, but Bolden is now looking like he's injured or hurt. So could miss the game. I don't know if that means Amir Abdullah comes in and takes some, some of that workload. But, um, you know, for me, you know Josh Jacobs is going to be a guy that we're going to get in our lineups this week against the Cardinals. Um, wide receivers, you have Devontae Adams as a definite start. Darren Waller is a definite start, and Hunter Renfro could be a potential flex option. Definitely down lower for both of us. I believe he was like basically around wide receiver thirty-five. So mm-hmm. you probably have better options at your flex. But you know after you know after week one, it really you can't really put him any higher than that because he was terrible and car wasn't good as well
0: yep i'm starting all my radios i'm told you i think this is the fucking funnel defense boy this yeah. is the this is the fucking get right defense boy i don't care i don't <laughs> care what offense you are this is the we're gonna fuck these guys up this week defense so you know other than buddha baker who else on this team is any good like you know jj watt as much as I love, you know JJ, the yeah, dude is point. yeah, he's just old as hell. You know what I mean? He start. He, it's 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 he's closer to the end than he is. You know, he's closer to the finish line than he is. You know, the the beginning. Let's put it that way. Um, you know these corners are bad. You're, I mean, you're talking about you know Marco Wilson who just he got fucked up last week. They were, it was bad like if you like everybody was getting open on him. <laughs> juju got open on him a whole bunch you know what i mean like it was just bad so i you know i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say that this is the funnel defense of the year and i'm starting adams Ranfro, holland i might fuck around and start hollands in the 16 team league you know you know 14 16 teams where you're looking for wide receivers i might fuck around and say Hollins gets gets a gets a touchdown in this game You know, Carr going to have 303 touchdowns in this game without a doubt. All
1: right, guys. So I have to run. I have to get my daughter to school. Steve is going to wrap up the final three games, the Sunday night game and the two Monday night games. Um, Then we are going to actually do a podcast Sunday morning. Uh, We'll drop some start sick questions on Sunday morning for you guys. So be sure to look out for that. So I'm out, guys. Steve, take us home.
0: All right, brother. You have a good rest of your day, sir. All right, guys. So we have the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers, Uh, the Sunday night game. You know, as bad as the Packers looked, I think they are going to have a hell of a game this weekend. I, You know, I just, you know, it sounds like Alan Lazard has a chance of coming back, which is a big deal. Um, You know, Quez Watkins, if he doesn't drop that 70-yard touchdown you know this game probably looks a little bit different you know definitely Aaron Rodgers stat line looks different but you know I'm I'm probably starting you know definitely Lazard if he's playing you know I'm starting both the running backs in this game you know Jones and Dylan I'm starting Rodgers I think Tanya can have a nice game you know with these you know with the Bears linebacking core the way it is you know I think I definitely think that it could be a situation where, you know, you know, they're 10, they're 10 point favorites in this game. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers could get right in this game and you know, on Sunday night, he's not, he's not going to get blown out on the other side of the ball. You got the bears, you know, I don't really want to start any of them if I'm being honest. I mean like Mooney is probably going to see a whole lot of Alexander, you know, commit didn't do shit last week didn't even have a catch, so I don't I, I have to see it before I believe in commit, really. Uh Fields, who knows what the hell like this this that he could be seeing a whole lot of pass rush and you know, Montgomery just looked god awful last week. And I know it's the 49ers, but you know, I, I'm just I don't trust I really don't trust any of these guys. You know, I'm starting Mac- Montgomery as a as a flex option. You know, I'm starting Mooney if I absolutely have to as a flex option. And Cole Komet, you know, there's no way in hell. So, you know, good luck if you have to start any of these Bears because I think this is going to be a blowout. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has really put it on the Bears over the past couple of years. Tennessee and Buffalo. Tennessee and Buffalo is the first Monday night game at 7.15. Looking at this game... Like you're starting all your bills, like, really, you, Davis. You know you're starting Diggs. If you need a flex option, you know that, and you're in the deeper league, McKenzie. Uh, you know Josh Allen is just fucking ridiculous. You're, so you're starting him. You know you're starting him every single week. Uh, Dawson Knox, I'm not going to start. You know I, I need to see it from Dawson before I put him in my starting lineup. I know some people. You know, we'll go that way, but I'm I'm just not going to do that. Devin Singletary, probably not a guy that I would start this week unless I was in super desperate need of a flex option. I could probably find another, a, a better option than Devin Singletary just because of, you know, I know Saquon had a huge game against this team, but, you know, they are very good at stopping the run, and, you know, Devin Singletary doesn't do enough, you know, he doesn't get enough goal line work, doesn't catch the ball enough to to really be a, a viable option, in my opinion, Uh, you know, for the Bills. Now, on the other side of the ball, Derrick Henry is a must-start every single week. Ryan Tannehill, don't do it. You know, if if you're in a 2QB league, I wouldn't do it. Um, You know, and then really the only passing game option that I would even really consider on this team is um, Kyle Phillips. You know, just because of how many targets he saw last week, you know, the dude just was pelted with targets so if you need a deep flex Kyle Phillips is somebody I would consider and that's basically it for this game I'm not really you know I'm not really trying to go crazy and start a whole lot of Tennessee Titans after what we saw last week and the final game of the week is the Minnesota Vikings and going to Philadelphia um this could be the best game of the week you know you're talking about two high-powered offenses two pretty good defenses You know, so on the Eagles side of the ball, you know, Jalen Hurts, you're starting. AJ Brown, you're starting. Uh, I think Devonta Smith, this is maybe a possible get right game for him because I do think they're going to have to score in this game. And I think that, you know, Devonta could get some targets, so a deeper flex. Dallas Goddard, you're starting every single week. Uh, Miles Sanders. Also a flex option for me. I think he can definitely, you know, have a nice game against this Minnesota Vikings team. Both the Green Bay Packers, you know, running backs looked good against the Vikings last week. So it wouldn't surprise me if Miles had a nice game here. Um, And then on the other side of the ball, you know, you're basically starting, I'm starting feeling this week. I know a lot of people are, you know, upset about what happened last week, but I really like feeling this week because, you know, Bradbury, he had that touchdown, you know, the interception for the touchdown, but he did get beat a lot last week. You know what I mean? Like Equinemius Equinemius St. Brown beat him a couple of times. He was getting beat on balls that, you know, that's not – normal for Bad Bear to get beat on because he's actually a pretty good corner. But he was getting his ass romped last week. Um, so maybe he's just starting off slow because he's learning the, you know, learning the team and learning how the safeties play behind him and, you know, maybe he's just getting acclimated or whatever the case may be. But you know, if he plays that way against Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen might fuck around and have two touchdowns in this game. So I'm playing Adam Thielen. Uh, you know, you're starting Cook. You're starting Jefferson. You know, I'm starting Cousins. I think Cousins, you know, for Cousins not having a huge stat line last week, he looked fucking awesome. He looked really, really good. And I think this could be a higher scoring game, and I think Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw the ball a whole lot more in this game than he did last week. And, you know, this is going to be a really fun game to watch. So that is it for us here, guys, at Cheat Code Sports. We love y'all. We hope you guys win all of your fantasy matchups this weekend and enjoy the games this weekend, guys. Peace out.